0: what's up guys welcome back to the digital lounge podcast uh as always my name is leon hitchens and i have with me today hey what's up it's that's your cue (laughs) you missed your cue that's the first time we did that oh really i feel like i did it every time no we're in the twilight zone that's why trump's in office (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's been uh what you said two weeks right i think it's been two weeks yeah um part of it was hurricane harvey came through texas i'm not in like houston area but we still had some minor flooding and power out outages trees down and stuff so it's been a little chaotic here
1: yeah so you haven't really been in the like the the really bad end of the the hurricane right
0: no, like, like have you time, had any
1: flooding or anything?
0: Yeah, like the city always floods. Like when we have flooding, it's more like the rivers overflow and and the low lying like all the all the streets you need to cross like there's flood waters across them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know so, you've been saying like how there's huge lines
1: at the gas station. I know that at one point you couldn't even get any gas; they just ran out, right?
0: Yeah, so there's been the fuel shortage. Like, I've literally tried to get gas like three days in a row, and every station around me was out of gas. They said, uh, like, ninety percent of the gas stations were out of gas, and it's still having a big problem right now.
1: Yeah, it's insane. And now, like, yeah. Hurricane Irma is coming in, so
0: oh, yeah, Florida's gonna get hit hard, and and they're gonna have like. I feel like they're gonna have it worse because it's a category five right now with stronger winds and they haven't had anything like this for wow, I guess a decade or two.
1: Yeah. So I guess speaking of a uh, temperature and weather, I guess we'll talk about the Nest thermostat E. Oh my god,
0: that was so smooth. <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, Yeah, I, so I can't I can't get over that transition, sorry. <laughs> so the let's back up nest is a hardware company they have the nest protect which is a fire alarm the nest thermostat which is just smart connected uh, thermostat they have uh, the nest cam and the nest outdoor cam so the nest thermostat it's a very expensive premium product it's 249 dollars, and for a thermostat that's fairly expensive for everyone Uh, It's made of premium metal it really stands out like when you walk by it the screen turns on it shows you the time It shows you what the temperature inside is and it shows you if it's cooling or not. It's very Very like designed purposely to stand out on the, the wall The Nest thermostat E is now the lower cost and I say lower cost with air quotes because it's still a little expensive. It's
1: $169. Yeah, it's and only an $80 difference, which is honestly not that much. But I imagine the original thermostat to be like if Apple designed a thermostat, that's what the Nest thermostat would look like.
0: Yeah, I, everyone says Nest is like the Apple of of this smart home. Like everything they design, like even their their cameras... Everything is like a premium metal. They send you like the premium screws. The cable just feels very nice. Like it feels very Apple-esque of all their yeah. products. Even
1: like the dial that you use to turn uh, just to control the thermostat. Um, I, like I feel like there's an Apple designer that was on the team, the Nest team. But the ther- the, the dial is kind of reminiscent of like the iPod uh, dial or whatever it's called. The little yes.
0: control wheel. yes. Um, I believe the team was made up of like Apple engineers or something, and the big point here is is Nest products look very Apple. They're very premium products, but this Nest Thermostat E is honestly ugly and cheap. It's a very different approach for Nest, and I I personally think it's good and bad yes Nest is gonna start selling more thermostats to more households but I don't know if it's gonna what it, what it's gonna do for the company and how it's gonna affect them like are we gonna see cheaper uh, security cameras or cheaper fire alarms like wh- what direction they're gonna go in next because this is really their big first announcement since like probably like 2012 like yeah they, they acquired drop cam and introduced new cameras but there's been no new products from them since then
1: yeah nothing really huge but my biggest problem with this like i understand with them wanting to put the nest thermostat in more homes or like a product like it but it's not even compatible with all of the ac units so a cheaper product i would think would have like a hundred percent compatibility because they wanted in more homes so that really kind of kind
0: of rubs me the wrong way well The thing is, home ACs, to plug in a thermostat, there's, like, thousands of different combinations of cables. So on my Nest, we have a premium unit. So you have to, like, you have, like, six cables that have to plug in because you have a dehumidifier and, like, you have the furnace and everything. So you have to plug in a bunch of things to the Nest to control it. Many homes just have, like, normal ac units they have three they have like a red white and a, a green or a blue i believe and almost 85% of the homes are going to work with that really the problem here lies in when you have a premium ac unit when you have a dehumidifier or when you have two two um like units or something you you're, you're going to have a problem so if you have premium ac hvac unit that's where you're going to run into a problem so I think everyone that's going to be buying this Nest they're going to have a compatible they're, they're not going to have a compatibility issue but if you have premium stuff in your home I don't foresee anybody buying the cheaper version of the Nest Okay it kind of makes sense um,
1: I guess I guess I'd still kind of consider cuz a lot of people like even even if you have more expensive uh, units in your house like wouldn't like you don't really care about what thermostat you have though It's just like I feel like the thermostat E is supposed to be for the rest of the people that just like don't really care um, And even the people who bought the original thermostat, they probably if this product was offered they would just buy the e uh, Because it's just it's just the cheaper option you in the end. You don't really care what thermostat you have
0: um, Yes, and no uh, personally I think I would have still spent that extra $80 and bought the more expensive one just because I want it to stand out. I want it to look nice. Um, I see the E version as a very ugly and cheap version. I just it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I would probably also have the compatibility issues, so that would be another problem. But I think I bought the Nest just for the aesthetic of Nest and the ability to control it. So, our energy company here, CPS Energy, offers free smart thermostats. Like, in every new home, there's a smart thermostat. It It's just provided free by the energy company now. So, maybe in the future, Nest will start providing free um, nest ease in people's homes. I think that's what they're going for because if you buy a Nest, you get an energy credit. It's like $80 to your energy um, usage. So, most people didn't buy the nest because they were like oh this is great they just bought it because they really wanted it now if you can get a free or almost free like nest e from your energy company that's that's works in nest favor because they still got all the money and they're getting more products in people's homes that works with nest they get a expand that works with nest program and ecosystem there I know like that's
1: one of the things you said on the Gadget Smart podcast because you're talking about how uh, like some energy companies were giving free smart thermostats and I feel like the customer base for the thermostat E are those customers that don't really care and they'll just get a free uh, thermostat. So that's like if I feel like this product is going to fail unless they get those types of deals with energy companies like I just I don't know like it's still too expensive in my opinion. And most of the people won't really
0: care, and if they do, they'll just get the more expensive version anyway. Yeah, Nest. The reason that it's one hundred and sixty-nine dollars is Nest said that they wanted to keep the same like internal chip. They wanted to keep the same learning algorithms, all like the the things that make Nest a uh, Nest thermostat a Nest thermostat. They kept all the internals the same. All they did was remove the metal premium, the the really high resolution screen. They put like a 240 by 240 screen in there they they put a glass diffuser on top to, to to mask that it's a disgusting screen and all total it looks they claim it's like watercolors and they say it's gonna blend in with a wall and i think that's fine because if you have you seen those honeywell like thermostats they're like a box with like an e-ink screen and that's it yeah super ugly but, like, I don't know, personally, I don't care as long as it's just kind of hidden away. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just something about me. I'm, I'm very, like, okay, I want everything to look good in the home. Uh, like, the thermostat looks really nice. Um, our, my August lock, everyone always, like, says, oh, wh- what's this? So maybe it's me wanting to talk about, like, the gadgets, and I'm projecting, like, to get people mm-hmm. to talk about it. I'm like, ooh, I want it to stand out. I guess, like, I
1: mean, I I would be the same way uh, if I had my own house, but I'm just, like, kind of talking about the average consumer. I just don't feel like they would care that much. Um, Like, it's just, it's it's a thermostat, like, outside of the the gadget geeks, like, who really cares about it? I'm sure there's, like, a select few, but, like, as far as the major majority of, like, the average consumers, uh, they won't really care.
0: What I'm trying to say here is I think homeowners want the best for their home like most homeowners want to like make their home look really nice and and that's what i'm trying to say is like if you're a homeowner maybe the nest appeals to you because it looks more premium it it will make like it'll make everything look a little higher end in your home even if you can't afford to like um do some like bigger upgrades like put in all your hue lights like i'm working on putting hue lights in all in all our rooms so
1: yeah i see what you're saying and like i guess that's what they're going with behind their video because i have like this inspiration behind the design it's the worst video ever (laughs) i I almost thought it was like a like a parody video or like a buzzfeed video or something like that i was like oh it's the official video but i kind of see like based on what you're saying that's like i see why they're trying to still make the thermostat ease like oh it can blend in with your wallpaper and it it supposedly looks nice but um yeah i don't know i i see what you're saying though i think it just depends on the, the type of customer
0: yeah it depends on the customer depends on their budget and it it depends really like i foresee people like looking at reviews and saying like oh this honeywell thermostats um 140 135 dollars but the app sucks. And then, or like a bunch of problems, they have three stars. And then they see the Nest Thermostat E. It has like four and a half stars. Everyone's like, oh, it's a great app. Like, I think what what people are going to rely on is like, they're going to see the reviews and say the app is really bad. Nobody wants their app to not work. Like, they just want their stuff to work. And I think that's the advantage yeah. Nest has. It just works.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of their brand also, which which is definitely their... Their benefit
0: yes uh, let's uh talk about youtube's new redesign and their new features uh, i'd like to like to hear what you what you think and have to say honestly like the first thing they changed the logo where
1: before they had like the the red or not red <laughs> i'm looking at my youtube it says youtube red but they had uh the tube text uh, within the like the play button uh, so now they move the play button off to the side, like a, like an icon, and then just have the word YouTube next to it, uh, which, honestly, I really prefer this. It just, I don't know, it's just more of a traditional logo. Um, they lose kind of their, that traditional, you know, what how YouTube was since, like, 2006 or whenever it was uh, released. But uh, I think it's a cleaner look, honestly. The only issue I really have is, like, on the video page, how the videos are full screen or full width i'm not really a fan of that
0: i have a little bit of a problem with them changing the logo it's been how many years since that since what 2005 it's been 12 years and google has kept the youtube logo the same and i i just i'm a little bit like man, if they would have just kept the logo the same and kept going on it, refined it a little bit, just like, you know, they, they refined their Google logo, logo minorly. They changed a little, the font, they changed this. And I feel like they should have done it with the Google, or with the YouTube logo, because it's so iconic. Everyone sees, like, YouTube in there. They see that little play button in the back, and they're like, oh, YouTube.
1: Yeah, but I feel like the play button with, like, the actual play icon, icon inside the red button like, that's what they're trying to go for. They're trying to get that to be more recognized as a YouTube logo. So this would allow that. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I guess they want the, the play button like to, to just be the logo and the YouTube, like the, the YouTube word, the word YouTube to be more independent from the logo. I see what you're saying there. Um, a lot of the features were like desktop related they're like you can change the speed of playback which i don't know why you'd want to uh I, there's a dark mode there's um ability to change like uh what, what's the other one
1: well wasn't the playback speed always there though
0: on mobile different oh on mobile on, okay it was always on mobile but on the desktop the desktop has always lacked some of these like core features now the and, speed
1: option has been there for a couple months now
0: well there was a beta for it like google's oh testing. maybe
1: okay maybe i was like i think i had my settings set to the beta yeah, I've yeah. Had these, some of these features for quite a while
0: yeah that's what i thought when they announced it i was like wait i've had dark mode for like three months now <laughs> i'm pretty sure someone's pranking us and then i was like oh wait there was a beta um, yeah, i'm surprised other than... dark mode took
1: them so long like, that feels like such an iconic like video watching feature.
0: Like I do how, remember. Like, I remember in the early days of like the internet, you'd have like the,
1: like the Lightroom feature. Right?
0: Yeah, uh, like the theater mode. The the they they just put like a black box behind the video and it would blur out everything. So you just I th- like I thought it was that. really
1: cool. Even though you usually just full screen the video, I just thought it was such a like it seems
0: like a useful effect if you're not watching in full screen
1: it yeah but i sense. don't know why
0: you wouldn't watch in full screen if you're watching like a long video
1: i guess if you're like just want to have something off to the side i'm not really sure
0: maybe but i like youtube i never watch full screen if i'm on my laptop just because mm-hmm. their videos are short enough i'm like oh i can just sit here and play on my phone while i watch a video that's how i do it
1: yeah, Sam I just kind of have it like usually if I'm working I have something like a podcast on a on YouTube like off to of the side and I just usually I'd like I want it to be able to easily switch between videos I don't want it to be full screen yes so um,
0: overall YouTube like I think they announced this at a time that they're having a lot of problems with AdSense creators saying that their their videos aren't aren't are being flagged and they have a problem with censorship so i think this update was kind of like a way to hopefully get people to forget about everything and and be like oh youtube's such a great space you know
1: yeah it's kind of like a scapegoat but uh they still need to really focus on those core features though not the core features but the actual problems with like uh, monetization and stuff
0: well i think they've tried to fix a few of them but youtube's new focus really is on subscription model uh YouTube TV, they're they're doing a lot, so it's uh, interesting to see what YouTube's gonna change and how it's gonna work.
1: So I noticed that like if you click the like the grid icon, the apps icon in the top right, yeah, um, they actually link all of the I guess like other YouTube apps like YouTube TV, gaming, music, and so on. So it doesn't really fix the problem, but at least they're giving you quick access to it. What do you think about that?
0: I uh, just. I, they need to, like, bring everything into YouTube proper. Like, YouTube gaming needs to be YouTube. YouTube TV needs just be on YouTube.com. Yeah. Like, they don't need to separate into, like, little sub-sites.
1: Yeah, I remember when you're watching something that is also on YouTube gaming, it's like, oh, do you want to see this in, like, in theater mode or in a dark skin mode? Go to YouTube gaming. And I'm like, but just... just why not just add it to YouTube, which they're kind of doing now? Like, why you know get all these features across different applications it doesn't make sense
0: yeah I totally agree like you or well, this is a google problem google thinks <laughs> they need to have an app or like a website for every single thing like every feature is like its own app like yeah, look at just, all the messaging apps yeah it's, it's the new it's the new
1: messaging app of, of google really it's Multiple turning into it very apps. slowly
0: yeah. <laughs> now i'm just picturing like youtube tv youtube music youtube live youtube <laughs> i could see them you, doing youtube that. youtube uh, I, I heard you like
1: to watch youtube while watching
0: youtube <laughs> uh, before we talk about the iphone event let's talk about fitbit uh fitbit ionic is their new smartwatch it's the like combination of the Fitbit Blaze, Pebble Purchase, the other watch company that they purchased, all into one device. Personally, I think it's ugly. I do like that they're using um, uh, the, the... What's their SDK for um, the apps? It's, a uh, believe, JavaScript and, like, a SVG web standard.
1: A uh, Fitbit... Uh... Going to find it right now yeah, i know bu- pebble had the, one the so sdk sure. is
0: built this it's the same as pebble it's the sdk yeah, is built on javascript and the F- svg web standards so developers will be able to easily develop apps for the the watch um the watch looks very much like their their fitbit blaze it just has apps the screen's a little better looking uh, they also announced uh, fitbit pay they have um, a few other features. Um, it work with iOS and Android, and I just, I think it's priced too high. It's $299. It's the same price as an Apple Watch, and it's ugly, and it's focused on, like, workouts only, where the Apple Watch is, like, workouts and this, and also being able to, like, go out and just, like, go to a party or, or out to, to, to an event. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat like personally I
1: don't really have any issues on the software side I mean it, it's it seems fine and I like kind of how pebble was handling it uh, but like the fact that you can't switch out the watch bands I think like that's really annoying it's not standard watch bands and just the like the awkward shape of it it's kind of like a trapezoid is just really like like I'm fine that it's not a circular display but the shape that they chose for it is just extremely ugly like I, well, I hate it
0: the shape is for ergonomic reasons they say that it's going to fit better on your wrist so you can get better heart rate monitoring and you can also use that um it's like oxygen saturation monitor yeah, so mean, you can if you get a heart your... attack from looking at it what's the point <laughs> I think it doesn't really help well th- they're hoping uh they can warn you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because Apple's had to like do small workarounds. They they realize the watch moves around on your wrist, so they have to like make adjustments to the algorithm on the accelerometer to to tell when you're moving and stuff. So I think I think they could have just still
1: like hidden it better. Just the 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 facing <laughs> display, just have it kind of cover the the shape, or I don't know, just like keep their ergonomics, but the the part that you actually look at make that look different.
0: Yeah, like like i said in the gadget smart podcast was um the competitor to the fitbit ionic is like the garmin watches and the garmin yeah those look really good yeah they're they look like normal watches yes they're a little thick but uh they're round they look beautiful they're meant to go hiking they're meant to go for a run they're very focused and very niche And they've carved out this this uh, market for themselves, and Garmin is like the quiet winner in this battle. Like everyone talks about Fitbit, but no one realizes Garmin has slowly transitioned away from like what making GPS uh, navigators back in the day to being like a wearable leader. Like no one's talking about that. And
1: Garmin is slowly really building that uh, like high quality, like the Apple of fitness smartwatches that just have like all the core features you need for like if you uh, really need to track accurately your runs like i know the kc9 stat i think he has a garmin watch
0: i believe well he uses his his, uh, samsung ones but i believe he does have a garmin one that he uses yeah he has a garmin one also
1: so like it's like really building that brand for like if you want to get serious about fitness like you should get a garmin smartwatch
0: yeah over a fitbit which Everyone just kind of, like... Fitbit hasn't had a, an opportunity to, like, take those step counts and, like, tell you what you're doing. Like, Garmin's apps, I know they say, like, you walk 10,000 steps. That's like you ate three donuts or something. So they, like, relate it to, like, what a calorie count of a donut is and stuff. Fitbit does some of the stuff, but I feel like a lot of Fitbit stuff is just very... Surface level, and Garmin's going a little deeper with all their data. Yes, Fitbit says they can now do, like, some sleep stuff with um, the auction sensor, but it's not going to be that accurate, I feel like. And, do you know what the battery life is on this thing? Um, they said it was, like, two or three days.
1: Okay, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not bad. It's better than, like, Android Wear and Apple Watches, which is a win, so... I just, I personally wouldn't get it because it's ugly, and I'm also worried that third-party apps aren't going to support the 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 watch because people are already starting to move away from the Apple Watch and Android uh, Wear. So
1: yeah, I think for three hundred dollars, there's a lot of other better choices.
0: Yeah, and why are developers going to build for Fitbit when they already have an Apple Watch or an Android Wear watch version? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Let's talk about the big and important news and and what everyone else is talking about. Uh, September 12th. Is it September? Maybe it's September 13th. I have it September 13th. It says September
1: 12th on their official page.
0: Okay, September. I just messed up on the Trello. Man, I've been really bad this week. So September 12th, 2017, at the Steve Jobs Theater at Apple's new campus, Apple is going to announce the iPhone 8, the iPhone 7S, or the iPhone X. We're not positive on the name, but what we do know about the next iPhone is a f- couple of things. Uh, the iPhone 8, that's what I'm gonna call it, is it's gonna have an edge-to-edge screen. There's not, there's, there's not gonna be a front home button. It's gonna be a virtual one. There's also going to be dual, um, dual cameras on the back. There's gonna be more focused on 3D face unlock. We think there's not gonna to be Touch ID, which I think is a bad move on Apple. Uh, the, wa- the phone's supposedly gonna cost $1,000 starting out. Oh, one last thing. The front screen's gonna be an OLED screen, so an OLED. So the two things that stand out is
1: removing, or potentially removing, Touch ID and the other thing I'm actually blanking on
0: well let's talk about that removing touch ID removing touch ID seems a little it seems like an Apple's wheel park you know they're going to remove a standard to replace a standard they've done it before with like um, CD drives USB-C now so they've done it before but the problem is this is replacing a software standard. Every developer supports touch ID from banks to like purchases and everything. Unlocking your oh. phone with your face seems a little silly. Like I don't wanna to go to a grocery store and have to smile at my camera to to make authorize a purchase. I'm also thinking about oftentimes I'm sitting in bed dark in a dark room and I'm playing on my phone and I'll unlock it or I'll, I'll lock it and Then I'll go back to it. Like, how are they going to work that? Like, are they going to have a bright flash on the screen to face unlock? Or, yeah, face
1: unlock has like never worked out well because like Android has had it on certain versions. And it it just, I mean, even if they get it where it works most of the time, um, or let's say like it works every time, like you said, like it's not going to work at night. And my main issue is like they introduced Touch ID and I think they did it in a really clever way where you have the home button, which, you know, everyone already uses to um, turn on their screen, and then they reduce the step where you need to like swipe up to unlock, where now it just unlocks automatically because it has Touch ID built into the home button. Mm -hmm. So if they remove that, that's just going to, you know, they're replacing it with something that won't really work as well. So it's not like a lot of people are just going to get frustrated over a feature that, they've been really happy with but now they're just completely removing it so that's that's how i feel about it
0: yeah i i totally agree do you do you have that other one that you blanked on the other key point Uh, i still can't remember i don't know why i said two
1: things um what were like what were the other things and he said the oled screen um do you know what the port is going to be on this
0: I assume Lightning. like Still lightning. No one's really talking about it. We don't really know a lot about this phone. There's so many rumors Uh-oh, going around. I remember the price. So, like, the fact that it's going to be a $1,000 phone, I think. <laughs>
1: like, it's just, it's just insane. I don't know. I think it's a like lot of
0: the price comes from the OLED screen. OLED screens are fairly expensive. Do we know we, if they're going to introduce, like, a, a smaller version that's going to be cheaper or something? We really like don't know anything. Like, like it has to be that. They can't supposed- just- Release a thousand dollar phone. Well, I think they can and will. <laughs> uh, supposedly, there's going to be an iPhone 7s, and then there's going to be the iPhone X, which is the iPhone 8. So there's a lot of confusion around this, and we're really going to have to wait till September 12th to like really nail down what's going on. I know we're gonna maybe do a special podcast like a day after or something to talk about it
1: yeah so what? when is this on Wednesday yeah yeah so we can do one on either that same day or Thursday
0: yeah so we'll do something special and we'll kind of get out there and talk about our opinions maybe do a quick podcast on Gadget Smart and uh, Digital Bounds our anchor station so check that out uh, if you want to check out Gadget Smart which we'll probably do something quick on there maybe or release like a s- little segment on there um it's gadgetsm.art that's gadgetsm.art gadget smart podcast if you want to google it so we'll just have to really wait and see what's going on with this iPhone i'm pretty stoked for it either way everyone's going to be like whoa this is the best phone ever guys man so i mean people
1: are going to do that regardless i feel like yeah. but i know that marquez has said this um, mkbhd but like i'm super stoked about the edge display trend It's not really a trend, I guess, but this thing that everyone's doing with uh, 2017 smartphones. Like, because, like, even years before, I'm sure this has appeared in movies and stuff, but kind of the bezel-less phone is what the dream is.
0: Yeah, Um, well, it's not even a bezel. It's just where you hold a piece of glass. Yeah, a piece of glass,
1: glass. exactly. Where, like, it's just the phone itself, nothing else that, you know, stuff that you don't care about, just kind of... Making it where it's all just screen real estate is just the dream.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's jump to your personal news. I don't I don't have any really personal news. I'll I'll plug this, a few of my things in a second. So if you want to start.
1: All right. So, I talked about the M- M50X Bluetooth adapter, which yes. like a fifty dollar Bluetooth adapter. You just you know the M50X pair of headphones. Uh, a lot of people talk about them. They still love them. It's like a really high-quality pair of headphones. It's like, I think, a hundred, it's less than 150. You can I've got a mind for like less than a hundred, but uh, it's a wired pair of headphones and there's this Bluetooth adapter that decided to try out. I think Unbox Therapy recently did a video on it and I can attest that this is like a really good adapter. Um, it's decent audio quality, obviously not as good as when you have the wire plugged in, but uh, it, it's pretty close, so the audio quality still retains because it has um, what does it call like an audio um? Does it have an amp? Yeah, it has a built-in amp in it, so so the audio quality is pretty good. The design design is pretty slim because it like kind of shapes around the proprietary port that M- the M fifty X has. Oh, that's nice. And I haven't really had an issue with battery life. Like it's you know kind of use it on and off, and it's lasted me for about two days so far. So better life's pretty good too
0: that's nice because i hate i have like bluetooth headphones and i hate having to charge them because if i forget about it i'm like i don't have any headphones now what am i supposed to do yeah
1: but what's nice is like you can unplug it charge it um unfortunately it's micro usb i wish it was usb-c but uh you can just like charge it and then just use your headphones as normal
0: you don't have any like wires sticking out on a little side note uh the verge just did a an article about how like Beats headphones still uses micro USB and like Apple uses lightning and then other devices use USB-C in their ecosystem. I don't know. Yeah, Apple know, has a problem. Yeah. I don't know of any Bluetooth headphones that uh, offer USB-C as a charging option because I've been looking for a pair and I cannot find any. I was going to write an article about the best USB-C headphones. Bluetooth. Yeah, there's because there's wired yeah. USB-C headphones. But there's only a not couple. Bluetooth ones. Yeah. So, we're still in this very, like, limbo area of, like, everyone using micro-USB mm-hmm. and no one's adopting USB-C but, as they wanted. Yeah, but also, like, the Logitech released, uh, like,
1: a new keyboard, and it's kind of meant to complement the... What's the keyboard card? The, the MX. The mouse. The, the MX, MX one. Yeah. So, like, the new keyboard, which is meant to complement the MX mice, is USB-C. But the new mice, they released a new model of it, and it's still micro-USB, and that, like, irritates the hell out of me. Like, why yeah. Why couldn't they just... I understand they probably just had that mouse in production, like, you know, a couple months before, and they just couldn't add it in, but um, just wish people would just standardize on USB-C.
0: I totally but, agree. We need to jump over to USB-C. Yeah.
1: But the other kind of small news, I rebranded my Inker podcast station, so... Uh, I've renamed it to Sunny Commutes and I just I I, I did an episode on this um, but essentially I just wanted to kind of brand it under its
0: own entity and make it a little bit more professional I really like it um, I continue to listen and I would say uh, just like consistency is a key yeah for sure uh, personal awesome. news for me is just plugging Gadget Smart so it's the new newsletter and podcast that i'm doing that complements like what i'm writing on digital bounds so if i'm writing something along on digital bounds more than likely i'm doing the anchor for gadget smart kind of talking about it in five to ten minutes so it's a great way to like quickly get like your information and not having to read an article um, on top of that the newsletter just kind of condenses down what I talked about on the Anchor Station or the podcast, however you want to listen to it. And it goes to your inbox every week. So I'm really pumped about it. If you guys could subscribe, I'd appreciate it.
1: I've been really into it, actually. Like, I like how you just focus on usually like a single product or a single news item. And you just kind of, you know, five, ten minutes of everything you have to know about it. And it's all kind of condensed nicely, anyone can understand it.
0: Yeah, I think this is like the most focused project I've done in what I've done ever. Like, digital balance have been so over the place. Gadget mm-hmm. Smart is just gadgets. And like, the the tagline that well, Kyle came up with was bite sized gadget reviews. I added bite sized gadget reviews and news.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I think you can from time to time do like, I guess, a day, not a daily, but like just a debriefing uh of just like the news that happened in the week or something like that so essentially you could like uh make a
0: bite-sized version
1: of the digital Bounds
0: podcast i think well i want to do that on like digital bounds and keep gadget smart just gadgets so it'd be like a little like well it could be just gadget
1: news or something
0: yeah i don't know i feel like i want to like keep gadget smart just really focused and like a bowl of what it's doing and have digital bounds like the experiment and everything yeah that's, that's the works too because i know there's other podcasts that
1: do like daily tech news under five minutes yeah so uh, uh, but it's really
0: good though so keep it up thank you uh i think that's it is that everything yeah okay sorry uh i got other things to do I gotta go to work so <laughs> that's why i'm oh, really? <laughs> I'm like okay making sure we get everything done it's kind of and... my fault i was at the beach uh this weekend so we I know. Didn't do it on Sunday. As you had gas did. to get places. I was over here <laughs> driving around for gas.
1: <laughs> yeah, the surprise is, was pretty nice Nice day, like, weather-wise.
0: Where Was what, Myrtle Beach, you said?
1: Yeah, so it's South Carolina.
0: Okay. Yeah, because now the weather here has been, like, the highs in 80s, and, like, the lows are, like, the 60s, and it's, like, perfect weather.
1: Mm-hmm so that's actually been the opposite here it's been raining the past couple days
0: i kind of but after the rain you like have that really nice weather right right yeah uh, see that's perfect but you guys had the eclipse too we have like a little like minor eclipse yeah that's true so you had more totality so you, you have it better over there that's what i'm trying to say okay <laughs> <laughs> um so that's it if you guys want to listen to us we're on um uh, you guys are listening to us already. We're on Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Outcast, uh, Pocket Cast. Anywhere you like, want to listen to your podcast, you can find us. Uh, check us out on DigitalBounds.com. We're also on GadgetSmart—that's GadgetSM.Art. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Anywhere. Uh, Sunny Singh is SunnySingI.O on Twitter. I'm at Leon Hitchens. I really appreciate you guys listening, and if you guys did listen all the way to the end, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, If you could rate us six stars, I know it only goes to five, but check out how you get six stars on iTunes. So thank you guys very much, and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye.